You are listening to another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast. My name is Brittany Megan, and I will be your host. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, social babes, welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited for today's episode. Today, I have Emma Clark, who is the owner and founder of Beautiful Bright Smile. Emma and I connected a few weeks back, and I was so inspired by her journey and how she started her brand. And automatically, I knew that we had to have her on the podcast. So I am super excited. Welcome, Emma. It's so nice to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm just so excited to chat with you. I love what you're doing. Yeah, I'm so excited for today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to have you here. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about yourself and how you got started in your business? So I live over on the West Coast. I'm in Vancouver. And um, for 12 years, I worked in the dental industry. Then I had babies. So I got married and had two babies. And my whole paycheck was going towards daycare. So I was like, I need something that I can do at home, which I think a lot of young moms sort of feel. And I just really wanted to keep something in dentistry. And I was thinking dental sales. And then all of a sudden, I was like, why don't I try teeth whitening? So I turned that into a little bit. Business. It was a little side business of just brightening people's smiles. And it just evolved over, it's actually our sixth year anniversary coming up here in January of turning it into actually a brand where we now have technicians that do it under the name and we have now at home kits and supplies. So it was just kind of turning something from a small little side hustle just so I could stay home with my boys. It evolved into something really amazing. That is so amazing. And what made you think of your business name, Beautiful Bright Smile? I use the word beautiful so many times and I didn't even realize it the way I describe things or even my babies I'm like they're so beautiful and then one day I believe it was a friend she's like why don't you name it beautiful bright smile instead and so I I made the switch there and I've just always loved now how that sounds and I still to this day use beautiful so many times a day that is so amazing. It was totally the name for you, 100%. I'm so curious. So you had always been in the dental industry. Had it ever even crossed your mind to start your own business? Or was it kind of one of those things that just came up when you realized that it was just going to be better that way for raising your babies? I had never even thought about it. And to be honest, people who have known me for years and years were completely shocked because I think I was always just going to be a person that goes back to that comfy position. You know, I didn't do amazing in high school and I never took really college courses. So I never really explored where my skill set was. This all happened when I had my babies. It was actually once I felt comfortable in my life, I felt comfortable enough to go ahead and do this because in the back of my mind, I was always like, you know what, even if I fall flat on my face and it's a total failure, I have these two gorgeous boys, my babies at home that love me no matter what and a really supportive husband. So that actually gave me the confidence to do that. I did not attach my name to my business for the first six months because I was so scared of what if this fails and everyone sees. So I actually didn't attach my name and I didn't work in the city that I lived in. I kind of advertised outside. And once I gained more confidence that way, then I opened it up to let more family, friends and my community know what I was doing. So it was baby steps for sure. But since then, your confidence grows and it's really let me tap into the creative side of my brain, which now I realize is where my skill set sits more strongly than what I was doing before. Honestly, that's so crazy. And I feel like there's so many, especially women that can relate to what you just said, like that kind of fear of, oh my gosh, if this doesn't work, I don't want 
people to see that I've failed, right? And like I said, as women, because I feel like we're so hard on ourselves more than anyone else, I feel. So with that being said, I have a question for you. And it's what was your biggest fear when you were deciding to start your own business? And how did you overcome that? So the first fear was financial. I didn't want to dig my family into a hole. And the second was the fear of failure of finding something and it not working out. It just so happens that in the community that I live in, I started the business alongside other amazing businesses and they have done astronomically well. And I just thought, oh my gosh, what if I can't even do just even a small part of what they've done? Like they did just such amazing things and they happen to be people that I know and friends. And I was so happy for them, but then I had such fear. I was like, what if this just does not work out for me and I'm going to feel like basically I couldn't cut it. That's such a common fear for people when they're first starting their business. So how did you overcome that? Was there something that you did or was there a support system that you had to put in place? My biggest support system has always been my husband. He went to business school and then he became an accountant. So he is so smart in those areas that, you know, I had a few ideas before the teeth whitening where he flat out, he was like, no, I think at one point I was like, I'm going to open up a thrift store. And he was like, no. And then another time I was like, okay, maybe I'll just go sell Tupperware. And he was like, no, again, that is not you. So when I said this, he was just like, yes that can work. I still to this day, he is my business partner in this. He's just the silent guy that is never there. But he is my support system. I don't have a huge amount of family here in Canada. I'm originally from England. So like my family was great and supporting where they would help with the boys and share things on Facebook and social media. But I didn't really have a huge support network at the beginning. And again, I wasn't really telling my friends. So I couldn't even like bounce ideas. I sort of just went into almost like tunnel vision for about two years. And I just worked and worked and worked. And it's like, I didn't want to look up and see what was happening. I just kind of kept going. And again, at the end of the day, I was always like, as long as those two little boys at home love me and look at mommy and think I'm the greatest, then that's all I need. I love that so much. It sounds like you have such a supportive man and he obviously really believes in you, which is so important. And it's so nice to hear because it just makes everything so much easier, right? When you have somebody that you can kind of turn to. So when you think of this kind of two year journey of you really just trying to figure out what this thing was and really make it into something, was there? a point in that two-year journey that you were like, this is when it all started falling into place? It has been so ever-changing since the beginning. And I think that's just what business is. And that's something that I had to learn. And so in the first two years, it was about building and gaining clients and simply just trying to make some money out of it and seeing if it was going to be a viable business. And then after that, it was okay. I've made a business, but guess what? Now other people are seeing that you have a business and they're going to go do the same thing because honestly, who wouldn't if they see you're doing okay with something? So you always have to evolve and change and you always have to think of the next almost like three or four steps ahead. And I feel like I'm still in that zone. And it wasn't until the beginning of 2020 where I felt comfortable, which sounds like a weird word to use. But I was like, I finally felt like, you know what, even if this all goes away tomorrow, I did it. It was successful. And I'm okay, you know, like knowing that. So this was the first year where I was feeling comfortable, like, okay, I've got the rhythm. I've had, you know, customers and technicians now for a few years, everything was going okay. And then COVID hit. And then I was like, okay, maybe I'm not comfortable anymore. 
Right. It's so true. And that's one thing that kind of like hit everybody where they weren't expecting it. So what did COVID do for your industry? Like, was there something that you noticed with your business that it either really either set you back or launched you forward? A little bit of both. So this is something that I'm like constantly thinking about. And it's so funny because in the past couple of weeks, it's been my friends who are just like, Emma, like, how's your business doing? You know, because we're basically covering up all of our work. And I think everyone knows that the beauty industry is shut down. And, you know, dentists were even shut down for a while. So that sort of landed on my feet a little bit. You know, it was such like a fateful year. It's been a really big year. It's been really good. And it's been really bad in some areas. But at the beginning of the year, I met some amazing hygienists, and they loved my at home system, which was something I wasn't really actively marketing. I was more marketing our instant treatments, which is something like what you would get done at a dental office. And they're like, no, we love this at home system. And so when COVID hit, everything just switched over to our at home kits. And so it actually forced me to finally market these things and get beautiful pictures of them and get reviews and before and after pictures. And I'm going to say and be completely honest is I didn't know if these kits would work well at home only because there's a lack of control there. I am not there to do everything for them and to make sure everything goes perfectly. It's something that is self-directive. So when I started to receive these pictures and these reviews and people kept purchasing them, I was like, okay, like this is obviously just the way that it has to go for now. And it's been a really amazing year and has made me so proud of something that is now a tangible thing within my brand, not just a service. Now I actually have a brand product. Right. And that's one of the most like empowering things I feel like is when you see everything start to come together all the way around, right? Like you were saying, a lot of industries were shut down. And I feel like something that I noticed even in my industry working with other businesses is that a lot of where things went wrong were because people didn't have something to pivot to. So you had this at-home kit that you could kind of lean on for the time being and really run with. Obviously, this is something that you kind of had beforehand, and now it's kind of blown up. Do you see your business kind of leaning on the at-home kits even going forward, or do you think it's something that's going to die down? I think that there is a really great place for the at-home kit. They are now in dental offices because dentists are not doing the in-studio treatments anymore. So they are now referring their clients or patients to purchase my at-home kit. So I actually see it being a really big part of my business. So I don't see them going anywhere. We are planning on expanding the line of at-home products that we have. So that part is really exciting to me. I will also be excited for us to start doing the instant treatments again. The thing with the instant treatments is it's more the technician who is doing the treatment that gets the branding, if that makes sense. So it wasn't, you know, like, oh, we're going for a beautiful bright smile treatment. It was, we're going for a teeth whitening treatment. They were using my product and that's amazing. With the kits and the branding, I'm really hoping that stays. I really do feel then it brings everything together and the name becomes more recognizable. That's always been my goal is to have a recognizable brand name. And I think that was an air of frustration that I had maybe for a couple of years where I thought built something but I don't really have a brand, you know, like people don't really like envision it, see the logo and relate to it. They're just like, oh yeah, she got teeth whitening done. And it was with something from this girl back in Vancouver. I'm hoping that we can have a little bit of both and keep the brand kind of full circle now. 
I love that so much. And I'm going to piggyback on what you were just saying about, you know, building your brand and ask you, what are the most important lessons that you've learned about branding through this journey? The most important thing I think is who's also is who's representing you. Aesthetic is what everything looks like. But most of all, what I have learned, it is people sharing their before and afters and putting that branding on that. That's really what's propelled it. And now people ask specifically for, you know, a beautiful, bright smile treatment or a product that has been fantastic. But honestly, I'm going to say this, I'm still learning. I still need more help in that area. I'm always trying to figure out how do I get the brand out there to be bigger and better what am I doing? I see some others out there and I'm like, they're doing, you know, a really great job with their branding. But it's like, I'm in this weird mixture because I'm kind of part dental and I'm part beauty. Others really like pick their lane and stuck with it where I'm sort of in between the two. So that's something I definitely am working on in 2021. And I think I will learn more about that when I go to both um, beauty conferences virtually and dental conferences in CK. Where can I brand this perfectly? I love that. And it's like you're a hybrid product, like you're right in the middle. And that's something that's so cool about it is because there really is like the dental background to it. But a lot of people want teeth whitening because it's so cosmetic. Yeah. See, and that's where it works. And it is. I'm always feeling like I'm in the middle. And that's sometimes kind of a weird and scary place to be because there's no roadmap. I can't like look and see what someone else has done and be like, okay, well, I'm going to do that, but better. It's like I'm in this weird middle and I'm sort of making up my own pathway. And sometimes it turns into a cul-de-sac and other times it turns into a fork in a road. And so I always kind of have eyes open to everything and thinking, hey, but how does it look on this side? Are they thinking that it's now too dental and they don't want to use it because, you know, of X, Y, and Z. So it's a tricky thing and I'm always learning and I'm hoping in 2021, (laughs) we will be able to kind of conquer that with the branding of beauty and dental. I love that so much. And I want to kind of ask you as well, something that you're really good at is having a really strong Instagram presence and you've built a community of over 7,000 followers, which is amazing. So what are your tips for other social babes who are really looking to build their brand and their following on Instagram? It definitely takes time. I think it comes from various different avenues. One is I have beauty technicians on there. So you need to find what your demographic is who wants to look at your content you have to make sure that your content is specific to what you're doing so i try to keep my personal stuff off or just run it through my stories every once in a while if they kind of want to see somewhat of who i am another thing would be obviously collaborating with other people in your area or anything that is to do with your business could do a giveaway or just tagging each other on each other's posts to gain more followers i think doing podcasts like yourself is such an amazing thing because you get to know the person and then if they're interested they would obviously go and follow their information so it really is a mixture of a few different things social media is something that I find really fun and I enjoy doing and I like the control over creating you know curating a a page Uh, it might not be everyone's cup of tea so if you find that you're lacking in the creative area is to hire someone who's going to put together a beautiful page for you and grab the eyes and grab the people who will want to follow you. So it really is a few different ways and it's not overnight. It does take time and not to get too frustrated. I used to watch the followers go, you know, up and then down a little bit. And I was like, what were they liking? What was the last post that they didn't like? But you can't get too into that. 
you just sort of have to stay true to who you are. And something that I do is I actually delete all of my posts after six months. So my page then looks fresh again. You're not kind of scrolling back and seeing stuff we did four years ago. You're seeing what we're doing now. I love those tips so much, especially the one about deleting old posts because I've actually never heard of anyone doing that before. Yeah, it's just something where it's kind of, you know, out with the old and with the new. You don't want people seeing what you were doing, you know, maybe two years ago when you were new to Instagram and maybe, you know, your captions had spelling mistakes or we're using, you know, kind of grainy pictures, because, you know, as much as they're going to see, oh, well, they progressed, and they're looking better, you sort of just want to give them a snapshot of who you are right now. Like, this is who I am. This is what I look like. Do you like it? You don't want them to go back and be like, oh, well, you know, they've only been around for two years, I'm going to go to, you know, maybe an eyebrow person that's been around for six. It's all about that snapshot of this is my work now. And this is what we do. This is how I'm represented right now. It's so true. I love that tip so much. And I feel like it's such a helpful little tidbit for people to remember just moving forward and building their brand online. I want to squeeze in another question with you. It's kind of off topic, but I want to backtrack a little bit to the fact that you have two beautiful baby boys, you know, just being a boss mama, because I'm sure that was really difficult in the beginning to kind of find that healthy balance between work and life. I guess my question for you is, is do you have any tips for other boss mamas in terms of just really finding a way to balance that work-life balance and also not feel mom guilt, but still give everything that they can to their business? I think if you're going to start something like a business, which to me is like another baby, and you're going to give attention to it, you can give enough attention to everyone. You need a support system though. So you need someone there, whether it is a partner or it is a friend or it is a parent. You almost need to, at the beginning, if you're thinking of doing a business, is make sure that you have at least one dedicated person, almost like a silent business partner who is going to help you with all of the extras. You know, my husband was there for me, definitely. He also has a job, so he was gone during the daytime. So I was lucky enough, you know, where then my mom could step in and help me sometimes. It wasn't until the boys went into full-time school or full-time preschool where I then did things during the daytime. So I was really tired for a few years because I did all of my work at nighttime. So if you are able to do that, that's fantastic. And then I felt like I was giving my all during the daytime. The thing I've always said is make sure you have one person who can support you and be there and you know that they're going to be there. And usually that person has almost like they're the yin to your yang. And that's what my husband is to me. And so also, if you're having kind of a day, if you're getting flustered, they can also be a calming support system. So someone who can just be there for you. Sometimes it's hard to find that person. And I've always said, you know, if anyone's having any issues with business, even if we don't know each other, you can just email me and I love to be someone that you can just talk to and I can reach out and try to help. But definitely in physical presence with babies, try to have one person there. That is so sweet of you. You are like literally the definition of a woman empowering other women, Emma. That is so awesome. And I've got one last question for you. It's what is your favorite boss girl quote and why? You know what? The one that I see all the time and I do relate to, and that is investing yourself first, the rest will follow. I really hold true to that one. Even if we do have babies, even if we are taking care of a family and a house 
household, we need to also take care of us. And I will also quote Moira from Schitt's Creek, where the mother on the plane always has to put her seatbelt on first. So we need to make sure that we're good and invest in us and make sure that, you know, our confidence is high and that our well-being is good and that we're taking care of our bodies and our souls. And then I really truly feel that whatever we put out there positive will come back again. I love that so much. And I feel like it's such an empowering quote and so many women need to hear and listen and write it on a sticky note and like say it every day because you can't pour from an empty cup. Like you need to always give to yourself first and make sure that you're also living for yourself as well. So with that being said, thank you so much, Emma, for being such an amazing guest. Tell us how we can stay connected with you and if there's any upcoming launches or things that we should know about with Beautiful Bright Smile. Thank you so much. It was amazing being on here. I truly thank you. You can always follow us on Instagram under beautiful bright smile or we are on Facebook beautiful bright smile and we also have our website but we are going to be launching videos in the new year more how to's and just answering all of your questions. So if you do have questions about teeth whitening you can DM us or send an email at info at beautifulbrightsmile.com. And if you happen to be the person that sends the question in and I answer it and I say your name that you were the one who asked, you will actually receive a discount off any of our products. We are going to be launching new gels, new formulas in the new year. So watch out for that. And we are also offering free personal consultations for anyone who is interested in teeth whitening, but has maybe been a little apprehensive, worried about sensitivity or which gel is the right one for them. We are here for you. We have a team of professionals that will be helping you one-on-one. That is so amazing. I'm so excited. Guys, make sure you go ahead and check out Emma, connect with her, follow Beautiful Bright Smile. Thank you again, Emma. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and until next time, stay social. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast. If you liked this episode, don't forget to share it to your Instagram stories and until next time, stay social.